Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. We're just doing something very different here today. So we're sharing a bit of the vision going forward rather than a sort of straightforward preach. But hopefully you'll be inspired. God's been leading us on this for a while. And today we've been, we look at our series called Growing and Going. We're focusing in the last few weeks on the facts of growing. And um, so here we're talking about going our journey ahead. And, uh, but the thing is, we all have to grow. God has got, a, I really believe God's on, a, on something with us as a church about growing and multiplying and, and we're seeing people more people gathering with us. And uh, with growth comes uh, growth pangs. Daniel last night was in bed and he was rubbing his legs because he had um, growing pains in his legs. Who's ever had growing pains? Yeah, and they they hurt and he's rubbing and and trying to get them to to, to calm down and and it's difficult. But with any sort of growth, there's growing pains. But the reality is, as we grow, as individuals, we've got to grow. And we've been hearing that about that last two weeks. Um, And here's a statement. Before we can go, we have to grow. And that's a challenge for all of us here today. Before we can go... We have to grow. And it's a bit like a, a toddler. A toddler, before a toddler takes its first step, it has to not necessarily be a certain age, but that, that child has to be of a certain strength to be able to get up, stand up, and then have the, I guess, the daring to, to launch out and take their first steps. And who knows, for many children, many toddlers, as they take that first step, they then crash down the floor. But the parent then is willing to get back up again. Come on, have another go. And eventually, one step leads to another step. But that, ch- that child has to have have grown first. And uh, we're really excited about what God's been placing in our hearts as a leadership team regarding the vision of the church going forward. It's taken a, a little bit of time as we've been here of just hearing from God and what's God saying, what's God's, where God's on with. But whoever gets impatient on a journey? Ask any child. What's the uh, statement that any child always asks the parent when they're in a long car journey? Are we there yet? Yes. And with any vision, there's a destination, isn't there? And, uh, and in the things of God, there should never be a conclusion to our journey. We're always going on from strength to strength, from one thing to the next thing. But are we there yet is something that children always ask. And um, so we're just going to be sort of sharing a bit about that. i got a question for you. Are you ready? I was asked that question in Audi, my first ever shopping experience at Audi, and it was a nightmare. I didn't, I was there but alone. Leanne sent me to the lion's den. She sent me to Audi to get the week's shopping. So I had all this shopping in the trolley. I then emptied it onto the conveyor belt. He then helped me to position the, the, the uh, trolley. And he said, are you ready? And I said, what do you mean? He says, are you ready? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you ready? Uh, I think so. You sure? And he might have said, go. And then he started to put, fly all the groceries through the conveyor belt to me. And I was like, whoa. And I was trying to grab them into the trolley. I was sweating. I was panicking. I was, everything was carnage and chaos. Was I ready? I wasn't really ready. But are we ready for hearing the vision this morning? Because we're just excited about what God wants to do in the life of the church. And the member of the church isn't the building. It's you and it's I. We are the church. So just to, to help us put a bit of context to this. Um, our mission as a church is... It's not working. Our mission as a church is helping people grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you just press it, Praveen, thank you. Great. Um, helping people grow in a relationship with Jesus. That's our purpose, if you like. That's why we exist as a church. And everyone is at different points in their journey of faith. 
And then our, our, our vision, our overarching vision, of, uh, if you like, our destination, what we'd like to achieve as a church is, is this. To be a thriving community of people growing in maturity, ministry, and mission. Those three M's that we talk about ever so often. And the, the vision is unpacked in those three M's as we're talking about. And on your seats today, you'd have received another vision leaflet. And it's all, a lot of it's in there for you to read and digest. But that's our, our overarching vision. So we want to talk, to begin with, about maturity. And uh, maturity, if you like, is, it's got those three aspects to it. Maturity is about, is about growing spiritually. That's our discipleship. It's about our worship. Worship is not our singing, it's our lifestyle, it's expressing our love to God. And it's about fellowship. It's, fellowship is generally about uh, committing ourselves to each other by sharing and participating in community. It's that ownership, it's about being involved in each other's life. And there's three aspects that as we mature, as we grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, that we can grow into. And uh, so maturity is something as a church that God wants for just Leanne. Is that right? No. Just for Rob? No. Just for Bill? For all of us, if we're a Christian here today, God wants us to grow in maturity. So thanks, Leanne, if you want to unpack a bit more. Yeah, so I'm going to take a few moments just to unpack a bit more about maturity. And we are here for all ages. I love the fact that as I look out, I see most generations represented here. We've probably only got one void at the moment, and that's probably around the teens. But we've got different generations represented here, which is fantastic. And I believe God wants to increase that. So how do we want to see that increase? Well, firstly, for our children. We want to see our children's provision grow and increase. So on a Sunday morning, currently our children have Sunday stars, and that's for our 3 to 11s. We want to see that grow. Maybe even different age-related activities as time and space allow. As I've said, we want to grow and we want to reach our young people and our teenagers, which is probably the one age where we have a void at the moment. But our children are growing older, so soon they will tip into that category of young people and teens. And one key thing that we're looking at at the moment, which I'm really excited about, is something called the Pays Project. And I said earlier, I left home at 18, and I did. And I went to Manchester, and I joined the Pays Project, and I served on that for two years, and it completely changed my life and shaped me for the future. The Pays Project, they work with local churches like us, and a Pays worker will be based in a local church, like Life Community Church, and they will work in the local schools, and they will help to bridge links from local schools into the church. They will help to, um, to add value to your children's programmes, to any possible youth programmes. So we are seriously looking at having a Pays worker based right here in our church, which I am really excited about. They would be with us from September till July, and they would be really involved in the life of the church. How you could be a part is the following. You could pray, you could give, as we would need to um, support that Pays worker financially, and also we'd be looking for a host somewhere where they could live. Maybe you've got a big house, 
Maybe you've got a spare bedroom. Maybe it's one way you could say, I'm going to serve by letting someone bless them and letting someone stay with me for 10 months. So that's something we're really looking forward to launching into. Also, we want to just build more connections with students and with young adults as well. And finally, Better Days, our 55 plus ministry, we want to see that increase, maybe even be an avenue to reach out into the community for people of that age who may be looking for friendships um, to be a part of as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Leanne. Um, guys, I'm going to ask you just to click it's not really working. So um, apart from ages, another thing to do with maturity is uh, taking next steps. Thank you. And next steps is really important. Wherever we're at in our journey, um, there's always a next step, isn't there? Um, I'm just going to ask you just to keep putting them on. Thank you. Um, so we want to launch various things and do various things this year. Alpha Course is a brilliant thing. We've run it a few times in life of the church. But Alpha Course is for those that aren't yet Christians or those that have a... Um, or have, a basic understanding, and it helps them to just grow in there and take the next step of understanding the Christian faith a bit more and the basics of that. So we want to run another Alpha, alpha course um, this year. We want to believe for two baptism services, yeah? Who was here on, in January when several people got baptised and the place was packed, mostly with Anna's, uh, sorry, Naya's uh, family and friends, yeah? It was that wonderful experience, and John spoke. But baptism is a celebration of a, a key life change moment in the lives of people. So we want to believe that we're going to have two baptism services. If you've not yet been baptised, why don't you talk to someone about being baptised? Jesus says, believe and be baptised. We want to have two partnership courses. What's a partnership course? It's where someone comes into the life of the church, and after a, a season of just prayer, they want to make this spiritual house their home. They want to connect with what's going on here and be a, a partner with, with the church. So we want to have a couple of opportunities for those courses for people to settle at LCC. What's another next step? We want to have a Freedom in Christ course. So the Alpha course is going to run in the autumn alongside a Freedom in Christ course. A Freedom in Christ course, we've run it uh, a couple of years ago, and it's a brilliant course. It's for those that want to take a next step in a deeper understanding and deeper walk with their relationship with Jesus Christ. So it's an opportunity in September to, to connect more with that. It's a 13-week course, but it is fantastic. Um, don't just take my word for it. Talk to anyone that was on the last course and find out from them. And that's going to be open again for those that went on it before. There's always more to, stuff to learn as we go forward. And we want to expand our capacity for life groups. Life groups is a key strategic um, way that we're developing uh, maturity in life of the church, where Sunday gatherings are great, but when we break it down into smaller settings, smaller groups, there's an opportunity to get to know each other more, to support each other, to pray for each other, to encourage each other, to root each other on. And that's in our life groups. So we currently have three groups, but we're looking to launch that. One of our goals is to believe that we're going to see at least 60% of adults, that's you and me, attending a group on a regular basis. They happen twice a, twice a month at the moment. But that would be great to see at least 60% of us attending I don't want to limit it to 60%. If there's 100%, fantastic. But we have a goal. And the other thing we want to do is launch a fourth group. Like I said, we've had three groups so far. But have a fourth group that meets around the town. Who knows, we might, we're going to branch out in different places. But we want to have four groups because we're passionate about life groups. And we, don't want each, we want each group to grow, but each group has got to have a certain amount of people so that it can move on um, but not become a distraction so people can actually have an intimate, intimate feel to the setting of the group. So that's our, our bit about maturity. OK, 
Okay, so moving on to our second value and ministry. I once heard someone say, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's always stuck with me for many years. And we just want to be able to serve our community and serve each other here just through that genuine care and through that genuine love. Why? Because Jesus has shown that care and that love to us. So he simply wants us to extend it to other people. So how is that looking? Well, as part of our ministry, just for a moment, looking here as a church, we'd love to launch a course called Ministry Track Course. This is simply where, for several weeks, we come together and we look at different things, and it helps you to really discover your unique gifts, your abilities, maybe things where you would flourish if you were positioned in those places. We'd love to see about 75% of our regular attendees here serving and volunteering. And there's a little stat that we sometimes band around and it says 20% of people in a church usually do 80% of the work. That's pretty shocking, but probably probably a good amount of truth in that. Well, we want to sort of like kick that norm out and we want to say, well, what, why do we have to settle for that? Why can't we say, let's see at least three quarters of us serving on teams, just ministering where our gifts and our abilities can really come into place and can really fly. And moving on to our worship, we're having some great times of worship on a Sunday here and we just want to strive and take steps forward to each time we're together on Sunday and during the week that we can just provide an excellent atmosphere for us to engage in our worship. So how do we want to do that? We'd love to see the worship team expand, maybe even new instruments that we've never yet been able to um, have as part of the team. We'd love to see more vocalists come on board and we'd love to even nurture our younger children, those who have got a desire to worship, to play an instrument. Why do we have to wait till we're 30? we can bring up that younger generation. Great. So there's some things we want to do um, in, as a church, but there's also some things we want to do as a, in partnership with other organisations. I think one of the mistakes that some churches can make, and we could make, is that we could think that we have to do everything by ourselves. But we're a small and growing church, and there's power in partnership. People that have already doing some great things in the community. So we want to look at strategic partners in what we're doing. And one of, one of Jesus' And God the Father's heart is about lifting up the poor. And in our postcode area as a church, there is many people that are are excluded because of age and cultures and different things. Also, there's also quite a high degree of of some poverty. So we want to be a church that looks at, with God's heart for his agenda, to raise up the poor. And there's different ways we're going to look to doing that. We're going to look at partnering with the the Warwick and Leamington Food Bank. And just recently we had a, a man, I'll call him Bill, come to the, the doors of the church, and his, his benefits has been delayed. And so he came knocking on the door and said, I'm not after money, I just need some food. And we didn't have any food. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, let me give a call to the food bank. I phoned up the food bank. They said, well, normally we issue tickets, but if, if you haven't got any tickets, look, bring him down. 
and we'll sort them out. And I was able to drive him down to St Paul's where they were doing a food bank that day. And he had took away three massive carrier bags full of, of food for three days. Isn't that wonderful? He made it last for five days. That's great. So we are already going to be set up as a, as a ticket-issuing agency to give people as they knock on the door. So tell people about it. If you hit, meet people when they're struggling, then we can issue tickets on that. And also, um, you know, they, we, um, Andy, who, Andy Bauer, who leads up, was the operations manager for the food bank. He will be with us in July, just doing a short presentation so you can get a real heart behind what it's all about. So that's really good. So that's... Um, if we go, go back, please. So that is about the food bank. And also, we want to partner with uh, the homeless shelter. The homeless shelter has been running for a few years, and they run um, a, a few times a week, and they, they see each night costs them about £150 to put on. They put on food. They provide homeless shelter for those who are struggling and got a shelter. They also help with helping people provide with identity checks. If you're homeless, one of your struggles to be able to get benefits is not having an ID. So they help with that. They help provide doctors on, on call as well. So there's different things that we can help with. And certainly partnering with the, the Leamington Homeless Shelter is a part of that. And as we know, we talk about it so often, but Cam, give us a wave, Cam. Cam uh, works tirelessly about twice a month, isn't it, on working for um, street pastors. And they basically patrol the streets. I use the word patrol in a sort of loose word. Patrol the streets looking to offer care and support for those on a, a night out. And they often have opportunities just to talk and to, just to encourage people to be, a, to be the, the hands and feet of Jesus. They don't um, go to evangelise. But as opportunities, as conversations arise, they might talk, might encourage, might help. And many people struggle. They might have drunk too much during a night out and are in danger. Danger of harm, danger of... And they'll be there to help them get safely home. Isn't that wonderful? A street pastor doing a fantastic work. And that's a, a national network. Thank you. And finally, in partnership with other people, um, we want to help people release in debt and poverty. We had our AOG conference um, a couple of weeks ago now, and, and Pete, Gail, and I went along to CAP. CAP stands for Christians Against Poverty. We went to their headquarters in Bradford, and it was inspirational. It really was, how they were set up. And their heartbeat is to release people out of poverty. They shared a story how this woman in her 80s, she had several thousand pounds worth of debt. And if you were in debt, it's such a noose and a burden around your neck. And many people might try and, try, may try and, and commit suicide and various things because of the burden it is. And so they were able, with this lady, in the, I guess the latter years of her life, just to be able to write off that debt. They'll either work with people to pay off their debt, or if they can't, help them to write off that debt. And isn't that a wonderful thing, to become debt-free in Jesus' name? And they make no, they make no qualms about it. They offer to pray with people. They say, we are Christians. We believe Jesus can help you but let us help you practically. And we want to partner with that. We want to partner with them and also work with other local churches so that collectively in Leamington, we can provide a great service. Some of the things we want to do is provide a money course, maybe a life skills course that can help people who are struggling. Some of the things that you and I take for granted when it comes to handling our money. So raising up the poor is part of our heart as a church and the heart of Father God too. Thanks, Dave. So moving on to our last value here, mission. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, hello, minister. 
That got a few chuckles and smiles there. Well, the fact is, actually, we've just declared a truce. Because the Bible says that if we've got Jesus living within us, then each one of us are his ministers. It's not just Dave or me or anyone up here. If you've got Jesus living in you, you're a minister. You're a minister to your friends, colleagues, neighbours, people out and about that you meet. We're all called to share the good news of Jesus. It's not just for some of us. It's for every single one of us because you've got a story just like I've got a story. So mission is really on our heart. And as Dave said, we don't want to be isolated, but we want to work with other people and other organisations because we all know there's strength in team, there's strength in number. So why struggle alone, isolated, maybe even not to your strengths, when we can work together as a team for God's kingdom to come in people's lives. So I'm just going to break down for a few moments how our mission, how we want to partner locally, nationally and internationally. And these are things that we have been chewing over for several months and praying about and really bringing to God. And these are the directions that we feel God is wanting to take us in as Life Community Church. So mission locally. Over the next few weeks, um, Dave is going to be pursuing some conversations of how we can build a partnership with JLR, which as many of us know is Jaguar Land Rover. And we can see, even as we drive around the town, that there are many families, particularly international families, that are moving into Leamington because of work opportunities that have opened through JLR. And we don't believe it's any chance or coincidence that we've seen many families, and some of you are right here now, listening to us, that have found a place to belong, and we can be family together. And we just feel that maybe, maybe it's just the tip of the iceberg, what we're seeing. Maybe God has got much more. So as I've said, Dave is going to be pursuing some conversations and going to meet with some people there the week after next. And we'll just see what God wants to do. Nationally, where is our heart of mission lying? Well, many of you may know that Warwick University is not in Warwick, it's actually in Coventry. It's actually right near our house where we live. But many of the Warwick students choose to live in Leamington, not Coventry, because this is a beautiful town. And it is a lovely town to live in if you are a student. And because of the location of our church, we're actually in a big catchment area where students live. The rental prices are slightly lower at this end of the town than the north end of the town. So we find ourselves surrounded by many students. And we just feel that we just want to engage with more students and find relevant ways that we can do that. So one way is uh, back in last year, we started making contact with an organisation called Fusion. And Fusion work to um, for st Christian students that are leaving home moving into a town 
and not sure what church to connect in, they will try and pair up that student with a church. They will take them maybe as groups to visit churches, give them information, etc., and try and help their journey to become a little bit easier. And we've been working a little bit with Fusion just in the early stages and want to see how we can work with them more just to let students know, hey, we're here. You might like this church, you might not like this church, but we're here. And if you do like this church, hey, we'd love you to come and be a part of us. What a great thing if God gets hold of a student and really has an encounter in those early days, I think that'll be changed forever. And Dave's actual living proof of that himself. Moving on, nationally, I shared earlier that we want to partner with Hope for Justice a fantastic organisation that helped to free people caught in human trafficking. There's a couple of centres in the UK, and there's actually one not too far from here. Its location can't be revealed. And uh, just in these next few months, we're going to be looking at one Sunday, someone coming from that organisation to do a whole presentation. Bring your tissues. Keep your heart open. It is powerful powerful stuff that they will share with us. A couple of ways that we can really partner with them is obviously to get on board and pray, to be updated and there'll also be opportunities through the year to give financially and every penny that we give is going to literally help to free someone from human slavery. And finally, moving on, Internationally, thanks, Dave. Great. So, internationally, um, we're looking at partnering with an organisation called Jews for Jesus. How do you know that Jesus wasn't a Christian? He was a Jew. That was his culture, his background. And Jews for Jesus are Jews who are trying to reach other Jews, not to make them to become Christians, but help them to receive Jesus Christ as their Messiah. The Jewish nation are still waiting for the Messiah. They're still waiting for that hero figure to come and to help deliver them and rescue them. But the fact is that he has already come in the person and deity of Jesus Christ. So they try and reach that. Well, why are we trying to do that? Well, well Rob and I have got some Jewish blood in us, you know, but that's not the reason. It's interesting. Jesus came, first of all, to the lost house of Israel. He came, first of all, to the Jewish nation. Paul was a, uh, an apostle sent to the Gentiles. That's non-Jewish people. But interesting, he always went on his travels. He reached the Jewish people first, went to the synagogues first. There's something about trying to reach Jewish people. We are not, there's a, a, a wrong theology that has come into the church called replacement theology that says, you know, we, we have replaced um, Israel. No, we haven't. We've been grafted in. There's still a hope and a purpose for the people of God, the, the Jewish nation. And we want to see them be reached for Jesus. Yeah? So we're going to play our part in that. And, uh, and that's just going to be a, a part of that um, uh, internationally. And then there's different things that we're going to be doing as a church. Okay? We want to obviously reach more families through little treasures. Like I said before, anything we're doing as a church, there's an opportunity for you to think, well, how can I get involved? Yes, we can pray. Yes, we can give. But maybe some of this stuff is striking a chord in your heart. Maybe when I spoke about CAP and reaching people in poverty, you might have a, an hour or two hours a week available to, to, to help spend in helping people with that. You can have all the training. It's all going to be okay. 
And also, you might want to be a part of the Little Treasures team. They're doing a fantastic job. Now, at a weekly basis, they're getting at least 20 parents plus the children here. So this is absolutely loads of people in this building on a weekly basis on a Tuesday. And that's our Little Treasures. It's an outreach program. We want to see them bridged into the life of the church. We, we, we raise the challenge frequently about being missional church. It's one of our vision statements, living life purposefully in your workplaces and communities and families. But how do you do that? How do you share your story of faith? We want to not just challenge and encourage, we want to help provide the tools um, to help us do this, of how to share your faith and to how to reach people in your world for Jesus Christ. Um, in partnership, not alone, but in partnership and as a church, God is doing something in our lives to do with India. Not just because people from India are coming, but there's, some, there's a growing burden, certainly on my heart, in my heart, for the country of India. So I'm not sure, I can't say to you, this is what we're doing at the moment, but I'm in conversations already with people about India. I'm looking to go out to India maybe later this, this year and just explore. And with a wise hat on, there's, there's, there is lots of corruption, even among the Christians, yeah? But there's also some fantastic work going among the Christians. And we want to play our part in just seeking under wisdom how best to partner and to help the nation of India. Just a small drop in the ocean, but a little bit. And we want to make room for growth. Have a look around you. Have a look at the chairs. Go on. Have a look around. Move your heads. Now, the children have left. There's a few empty chairs. But we want to make space for growth. So in the coming weeks, we're going to start putting chairs on the, the back riser there. So that means you have to move the hospitality table. Would you help us with that? So at the end of a service, because we move the hospitality to our life lounge and our kitchen area, don't just go home. Because hospitality is an amazing part of what God is doing in this church. You are a hospitable people. You are a friendly people. And that hospitality and that friendliness connects with people, warms hearts, and can be the tool that sees someone give their life to Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? So as we move hospitality, bear with us, but help us, and encourage people to also meet on the back. Because there's a door there. And this door is a barrier. What is behind this door? To a, a guest coming for the first or second time, they don't want to go out there. Why would they? It's a barrier because I don't know what's behind there. But who knows? The hospitality that we create here on a, every week, the, that sense of family, connection, is still going to be here. It's just going to be relocated. So play your part. Stay behind after a service. You see and get someone new, a guest. Invite them there to out the Life Lounge when we do launch it there. So we'll be doing uh, making space for, for chairs and also eventually maybe multiple services. And who knows, a bigger venue. Who knows, this church venue is too small. It is for everything God wants to do. We're going to need a bigger venue. So we're going to make room for growth in a gradual process. And that has a knock-on effect with Sunday Stars. Sunday Stars is our children's program. They do a fantastic work, but we need to make space for growth. We need to reach each age group in a strategic way. And that needs more space for them to, to meet too. Great. Wow. Who needs to take a breath after that? Just me or anybody else? Hey, we've shared loads there, haven't we? Absolutely loads. And we're going to come back to that in a moment. But I've got a thought for you. Has anybody ever dared you to do something? 
or double dared you to do something. Maybe it's something crazy like a bungee jump or going to talk to someone you don't know, to run a marathon. There could be a number of things. And just in these few closing moments, I'm going to share just a couple of thoughts from one of my favourite stories in the Bible where someone dared someone else to do something. And we find it in 1 Samuel chapter 14. And there's two young men. We're going to say they were good-looking, handsome, strong young men, which they probably were. One of our young men was called Jonathan. We're going to call him John for today. And John was a warrior. He was a good warrior. In fact, John was the son of the king. And John was with his armour bearer. An armour bearer would carry their armour for them and just be a good person to have with you, a good support. And one day, John and his armour bearer are up a mountain and they look down and they see the Philistine army, the enemies of their army, the Israelite army. And as John looks, he thinks, Oh, I don't know, I've got something rising up in me. If our God is with us, and if our God has promised us land and territory and the fact that we're going to conquer, what are we doing hiding away? Because if our God is with us, I reckon we can go for these Philistine armies. There might only be two of us and hundreds of them, but we can take them on. Not in our power and in our strength, and in our wisdom, but because our God is with us. And John turns to his armour bearer and he says, Hey, I dare you, I dare us to go and take the Philistine army. Because if our God is with us, we can do it. We can do it. And I love the armour bearer's response. In in verse 7, the armour bearer turns to John and says, Do all that you have in your mind. His armour bearer said, Go ahead, I am with you, heart and soul. And if you want to know if they got them, go home and read 1 Samuel chapter 14 and find out the ending and it's a good one. You won't be disappointed. But this morning, we shared a big vision. Will we achieve it all? Probably not. Will we achieve some of it? Definitely. We've laid out a courageous vision. A courageous vision. But I think God is looking for courageous people. If we just lay out three things that we're almost doing anyway, that aren't really going to be much of a stretch or much of a grow or much of a, I dare us to do that spirit, that's too easy. But the vision that we've laid out is going to push us. It's going to stretch you. It's going to stretch me. It's going to stretch you. But God wants us to grow. And this morning... Thankfully, I'm not looking at a Philistine army. I'm looking at much better looking and friendlier people in Life Community Church. But this morning, a bit like Jonathan, I turn to you 
our family at Life Community Church and I ask us the same question. Are you daring enough to be on board? Is there something in your spirit that will choose to rise up and say, I'm with you, heart and soul. I'm with you, heart and soul. I don't know the answers. I don't know how it's all going to fit together. I don't even particularly know all of my part. I don't know the logic, but I'm with you, heart and soul. Because God doesn't look for the quantity. God looks for the quality of heart. And if God can find in this place, even be it a small company of people that say, I'm in, I'm with you, I'm going to play my part, I'm going to do my thing, I'm going to pray, I'm going to serve, I'm going to give, whatever that looks like in my context and for my life, maybe with your limitations, maybe with your insecurities, if you come to that point where you say, I'm in, I dare you to see what God will do with your life. Because the thing is, we've shared the vision, but the vision can't just be our vision. That's not going to work. That's going to be rubbish. The vision has got to be shared. It needs you. It needs a family. It needs a team. It needs a group of believers that are daring enough to say, I'm coming with you. I'm getting on board. Everyone has got a part to play. You've got a part to play. However old you are, you've got a part to play. Whatever may be your physical abilities or house, you've still got a part to play. Whether you've got loads of money in your bank account or whether you've just got the next bit of money for the bread and the milk, you've got a part to play. Whether you've been here for 25 years or you've just come through the door today, if you're in, you've got a part to play. Because together, as you play your part and I play my part, I dare you to see. I dare you. I dare you to wait and see what God is going to do. I dare you to see how long it's going to be till one Sunday morning we come on here and we go, right, we need to go somewhere else. It's two chock block We can't do it anymore. I dare you to see how long it's going to be. But it's only going to be when we all say, I'm in. I'm in. With whatever my lot, whether it be big or small, I'm in. Are you in today? I dare you to see what God will do in your life as an individual and in our life as a family. Time is fast going. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. We're just going to take a few moments now to pray. We can't rush on without praying. It's so important 
that we cover things with prayer, that we speak the name of Jesus over everything we've shared. So I'm just going to encourage us now. Just maybe you want to turn, maybe in small groups, three, fours, fives, whatever works, where you are. And in your groups, you pray for what's resonated on your heart the most this morning. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.